0: Jake was like, if you truly believed you have monkey pox, you would not be calling it the pox of the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well,
1: actually, I think I would. It's me. I would absolutely Ooh. be calling it the pox of the monkey. If I'm having a bad time, I'm going to try and make it fun. Right. Like, exactly.
0: <laughs> also, I've had a bunch of people be like, hey, put me in your circle. I was like, we have never interacted. You just followed wow. me. Like, oh. I don't know what you think is going to happen, but I'm not going to be posting nudes on my main.
1: Right. It's
0: literally just going to be me posting my, like, screenshots of my writing and be like, hey, read this and tell me what y'all right. think. Don't right. know what y'all think is going to happen, but... Right, yeah. Um, congrats on making it to the circle, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange, and I, like, I was like, this is just an all. <laughs> like, it's an all, man. I don't right. understand.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's just, like, it, uh, Twitter's just trying to be Instagram with, like, close friends, and I'm like, well, okay, that that's fine, I guess. <laughs> like
0: some of my, like, mutuals who were like, look, look at my poll. I was like, I've literally seen it before, except you, you put a, like, content warning screen over it. Like, <laughs> y'all. It's like, it's okay. It's <laughs> fine. Like, I'm happy to, like, release your inhibitions. Natasha...
1: Yeah bedford or whatever her name is <laughs> like feel the rain on your skin baby but like i said this is why the cdc was like you know what <laughs> the cdc said i'm a little homophobic <laughs> cdc said now that pride month is really over or no actually the, when did when did monkeypox it Oscar? was during pride but, month yeah they were just like you know what y'all have I know too much Pri- sex <laughs> I, I, this is how we celebrate pride month here at the cdc <laughs> they said y'all won't think of the, the children y'all
0: go think of these monkeys <laughs> that's what they said but God. also like every time there is some kind of like disease that targets gays and i'm specifically thinking of like hiv and now monkey pox why is it always related to a damn monkey Cause remember the like whole theory of HIV was that like some white guy in Africa fucked like a monkey, like a gorilla? And oh. and I was like that's I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. I don't know yeah. for sure, but I'm ninety percent sure that was just like the whole like heart of darkness, scary land kind of right. bullshit. Right. That was fed to me in health class. Love that. And now it's the same thing. It's like a gay fucked monkey and got monkey box <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i don't th- I, I don't that's exactly i don't think that's how it happened either with either of them but i mean you do make a good point
0: <laughs> right like the connection is there there is a conspiracy to make out gay men to be furries but specifically like monkey furries what are those oh
1: called? see i was gonna go the other way and say big monkeys out to get us <laughs>
0: <Monkey>. i just pictured like huge like uh oh okay what are those um what are those monkeys that really like the hot springs
1: oh um but like i just picture macaques
0: yeah like in like a little business suit yeah, with with like a cigar of Wall Street. <laughs> That's Big Monkey. That's, That's Big, Big Monkey. monkey. <laughs> Big oh my God! Planet like of the Apes, full circle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Big Monkey was just like we'll start with the gays first, and then once we get them, oh God. <laughs> Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Nonsense and Noise, a podcast about the queer, person of color, pop culture, media experience. I'm your host, Nathan Cato, and we're rejoined by friend of the pod, a medieval literature expert extraordinaire, Josh Mangle. Hi. Woohoo! Welcome back, friend. How have you been? Video. I know we've been just, like, shit-talking <laughs> for, like, the past 30 minutes, but... <laughs> how are you? I feel
0: like, I feel like that time... Like, you, you just asked me this question, but I feel like that moment in, like, a book after, like, you have read this entire book, and it's been really intense, and then at the end, he's like, you woke up. That's how that felt to me. No. Because we have just been shit-talking for, the entire, for like, 30 minutes. And he's like, yeah. how are you? Well, I just told you how I was. But, but <laughs> yeah. for the listeners at home, I am doing...
1: Very well, but very busy. Yeah, I I know you've been quite busy with just, like, talking to people. I, I, uh, Josh actually talked to one of my childhood friends about their potential future career options, which is very exciting and, and has done a lot of networking over the week. So yeah. any, any anything that you want to, like, talk about or anything or more, I guess, since we just <laughs> rehashed that. I'm sorry, I'm just like, and then it was all a dream again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that it was all a dream. I not I'm like, I don't have anything like, super, like, major happening in my life besides, like, doing more networking than I've done in my entire life in the span of, like, a week and a half. Yeah. And also, playing more Dragon Age than I need to. Like, th- you're, you're getting ready for Dreadwolf. Like, that's what happens, is that I, like, there's a, tr- like, mm, was it two years ago-ish when, like, they were, a day- they announced, hey, we're working on it. Yeah. We're all working on the fourth game, and they showed some concept art, and I didn't shut up about it for, like, two weeks. That's what's happening again, except now, like, I've slowly found, like, the Dragon Age community on Twitter. Like, I was part of it on Tumblr, and it's really great. Right. Right. But, like it's so much I like it's so nice. I, I don't I don't say like it's so much better than other places. I, I, because yeah. that's not like true, but also it is a much nicer than like general gay Twitter sometimes
1: Oh god. I I only know about gay Twitter tangentially. Like I get it from you very tangentially sometimes, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't trust the gays. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. <laughs> it's not. It's not Pride Month anymore. <laughs> That's right. So long, Skittle Squad. So long, Skittle. Squad. No, no. I do. I do love the gays. We just okay. And just sometimes, y'all. Sometimes y'all put stuff on the Twitter, and I'm just like, you didn't need to type this. We could be, we could be more private. Like could I would be more be private. like.
0: I mean, like I'm not saying go back into your closet. But like maybe go into a cupboard, you know. Like maybe put some stuff in the cupboard. Yeah. Like you don't need to be. I don't need to hear about your weird grinder conversation. That you are the villain, Ed. Like, right? You are the villain in this situation. Why are you posting it? Right. I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I could be talking about eight different. You really could. Yeah, you really could be honestly. But it's like. I don't need to know that you're a villain in real life as well as online. Like, right. at all that's not something I needed to know. Maybe some self-awareness?
1: I feel like that's a good prescription. I feel like a lot of people have, like, I think this is especially apparent earlier on in the pandemic when a lot of people would just be like, I need to share my opinion online. And then it was like, did you really need to or like is it just because you've been locked up and you have not talked with real people in like five minutes and you need everybody to know about your very bad take on lilo and stitch <laughs> i
0: will never be over the lilo and stitch post because why like you sat there and then typed all of that oh what was that lilo was an abuser was that it
1: yeah, it was like Lilo is a was like a bad character. Lilo and Stitch was a bad movie because like Lilo was a bad character because she like wasn't emotionally regulated for an eight year being an eight year old after she was like provoked by Myrtle or something, who just like just in case any of the viewers at home haven't seen Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch is set in Hawaii and Lilo is a native Hawaiian and Myrtle is a white girl, <laughs> so, right? Like the fact that you sat there and typed all of that
0: out and then hit send. Like, you had yep. to hit send. You had to have typed it out. Hit send and like, I just imagine when people make those takes, they're just like sitting there like um, Kelly Osborne on The on the View <laughs> yeah. when she made that comment just be like, I know I said s- s- something hot and you did not. In yeah. fact, and just sometimes I just, I just like like to ask myself is what i'm about to say going to add anything to this discussion right or am i just going to
1: be a voice that i that does not know quite enough about this to talk about it right like there's a there's like this little infographic that i love using as a clapback called why am i talking so it's like the acronym (laughs) is wait wait and wait stands for why am i talking and it's a flow like a flow chart that walks you through everything but yeah it's like generally i'm just like it's like the number of tweets i or not tweets but like the 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 replies that i will type out and then start deleting immediately because i'm just Mm -hmm. like i don't need to say this or like i don't know what i'm saying about this or like this person isn't going to receive this or like i don't need to get into this fight online (laughs) Right, like, my drafts are full of me being angry and, and then,
0: like, ranting. But, like, sometimes the Jews have to write a draft and then just don't send it. Exactly. Like, I get exactly. it. Exactly. I understand that we want to be heard, and of course you do. But, like, a example would be, like, when the Russia-Ukraine conflict first started happening. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to add my voice to the million other voices because I have no idea what's going on. Right. I have no idea what the political situation over there... All I know is that, like, Russia bad, Ukraine good. But even then, we start seeing these, like, really weird Nazi things. And I'm just like, I'm just not going to... I'm not going to speak. Because if I talk, it's going to be some half-ass opinion. Same with, like, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Like, yeah. it's a half... at Like, it, 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 it'll it be a half-ass opinion based on, like, millions of people I've seen. So, like... Right. If I don't do enough research, my voice is not needed in this situation.
1: Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Like, or, like, I don't need to voice my my voice is not someone someone you should be listening to about this right like i'm going to like look at
0: other people who are more qualified to talk about this situation than i am
1: yeah how are you doing (laughs) i am doing all right it is july 7th we survived terrible bank holiday day where we celebrate the founding of this terrible experiment called the united states of america (laughs) I got crunk and went to my friend's place and was, like, I showed up with my social battery completely depleted and was just, like, non-social all night, it was terrible, but I, I ended up having a good time. Some of my friends, like, friends' friends who I saw last year apparently, like, asked if I was coming th- again this year, so that made me feel really good, <laughs> it was really cute. But otherwise, today I did, I, I did what my personal trainer calls a century set, where, like you do a hundred reps of like a certain lift and so i did that for like three back exercises two tricep exercises and one bicep exercise and so like this morning i was absolutely wiped and i also had only gotten like three hours of sleep (laughs) so this morning was a struggle (laughs) okay so let's unpack
0: let's unpack the century set because that sounds dreadful on three hours of sleep
1: yeah it was certain like my i told my trainer i got three hours of sleep and he was just like do you are you sure you want to do this and i was like let's just do it like my brain's static anyways like you know whatever let's just let's just get it done and i would also like prepared to do it anyways right so i i suffered but i think it was worth it
0: <laughs> i also hope you can edit out ambient noise because i just realized that while craig doesn't pick up artemis is purring
1: audacity will absolutely pick up this cat and non-stop yeah her. I, I can definitely edit that out that is no problem Or
0: it'll be some nice asmr for your listeners right
1: exactly overall we're here we're existing we made it through we uh we had a pride month and and we made it past july 4th so upcoming movies and t- or i don't have any tv shows this month that i'm looking forward to but uh actually tomorrow july 8th thor love and thunder comes out i don't really go here so i'm not like feeling particularly one way or the other about it and like the only person of color actor i know that is in it is tess thompson reprising her role as valkyrie any feelings any thoughts it should be right up my alley Mm -hmm. like i'm aware that
0: it should be yeah because i think it's all about like the other gods too Mm -hmm. i just and like maybe this is i don't know sacrilege on some aspect for pop culture but like i'm just tired of marvel Yeah, Like, it was fun and exciting when it first happened because we were in a period of, like, conflict in the United States, and we still are. Mm
1: -hmm. But,
0: like, the war on terror, code war, (laughs) imperialism in the Middle East, was happening. We were fresh out of 9-11. Like, I mean, maybe like a decade post, but like, still, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. on the the forefront of people's mind because the media never let us forget about it. And was using it as this continual justification but you also had like stories about soldiers war etc mm-hmm. etc and what happens in, during periods of intense warfare you always have stories about heroes that come up and that mm-hmm. is what comics do right. it is giving us a hero that we kind of meet in the moment
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's why Marvel got so popular was it was produced during wartime I mean there was right. a very a conceited e- effort doing Captain America first and now right. that kind of gung-ho patriotism for a lot of people is just kind of gone yeah and for me it's just looking at it's like okay it's the same formula Mm -hmm. there's nothing unique about the like story arcs and it's i mean don't get mad marvel fans but like (laughs) adventure is not the realm of creativity i am not in in the words of jenny nicholson i'm not saying it can't be but it has its tropes Comic book heroes have trips. it always has. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong about that, and yep. sometimes that people do it in really uh, unique and innovative ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the formula is: white man does something, white man gets sad and falls, white man victorious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think okay. because like, sorry, I'm coming off like, of like uh, <laughs> multiverse of madness. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, and was... just
1: like la- like I saw it a couple nights ago. Yeah, and I'm just. Lackluster. I was like... Yeah, I was going to say, like, the energy that I got from you, that I was getting when I was, like, talking, uh, like, giving you giving this segue into Thor 11 Thunder, I was just like, wow, there's, like, no energy here, and that is totally fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I want to be excited about it, but, like, I think we've seen other movies that do what Marvel's trying to do, but do it mm-hmm. better. Like, right. thinking specifically of
1: everywhere... Everything Everywhere, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I keep thinking of that guy that said everything (laughs) everywhere all at the same time. Yes. Yes, that's our movie title now. But that movie did what Multiverse of Madness was trying to do and did it a thousand times better.
1: Mm -hmm. With a smaller budget.
0: With a smaller budget. Like, there is no reason for also, and you can use this as a segue if you want, because I'm good at (laughs) this, but like, we don't talk enough about Doctor Strange. And the Orientalism that is a, inherently a part right. of Doctor Strange. Right. Because, like, it falls into this trope of, like, mystical kung fu master. Mm-hmm. It's not kung fu. I don't know what they're doing, but, like, yeah. it's a combination. And, like, the temple, the, like, book of Shanti Right, almost, like, right. Can we pick which culture we're going to use? Right. Like, you are smashing together all of them. And at the end, the most powerful one is the white guy
1: yeah right it's like that's
0: boring like at least with Wanda you uh, they were sticking or trying to in WandaVision like sticking with like mm. more European styles of magic which right. made sense for her character because then it was all, right. like witchcraft versus sorcery and I'm just like right. y'all want to <laughs> define this
1: shit at any point right and just which is better mayonnaise or <laughs> <laughs> I was like, th- I was like nothing about this looks different to me right
0: like the best part of the movie was when wanda was killing people <laughs> like listen one more th- i'm sorry but i have to get this that's, right like, no, that's, that's,
1: that's cool don't go for it
0: is that i hated the whole like she actually wasn't doing it. like she she was hurting like for her children let yep. the scarlet witch be a fucking villain i right. do not need her to be redeemed i'm still going to like her regardless <laughs> of if she's redeemed like listen right people love villains let her be the villain right that she was meant to be in this movie
1: right i mean she's a villain in the comics right yeah like i mean she goes back and forth but like okay, okay. for many a comic she is a villain right yeah like i mean like you said it's people do like villains and also just because you like a villain doesn't mean like you're a bad person like villains are co- are supposed to be complex characters Right. So, like, I don't know.
0: The thing is, I think, that Marvel tries to do, and I think DC is also guilty of doing this, is that Mm -hmm. when there's a character that people start really liking, they're Mm -hmm. like, let's redeem them. No, I don't want them redeemed. Yeah, we don't need a redemption arc every time. I really don't. Just let her kill people. I will be fine. I will be absolutely okay (laughs) with it. Like, when she split... Well, Who was it? Mr. Fantastic? Just split his muscle fibers apart. I was like, oh, Okay. Because that was vicious. That whole scene with those, like, forest superheroes fighting was the most mm-hmm. vicious thing I have ever seen in Marvel do.
1: I also didn't realize that Mr. Fantastic was in this movie. Um, uh, have you not seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I don't You know. I'm bad. not You know I'm not, go- you know I'm not going <laughs> right. to, and I don't care. <laughs> okay.
0: So there is this scene where, was it Black Bull? I don't know. I don't know these heroes' names. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm not that deep in the, like, I have my specific pe- pe- people in Marvel I-, I really like. Yeah. And I stick with it. Yeah. But, like, he can, I guess, speak in sound waves Uh really bad. Like, Mr. Fantastic is like, he can kill you with, like, one word or something. And she was like, with what mouth? (laughs) And, like, she took away his mouth and his power started revibrating it. And you just see his skull, like, concave in. Wow. And I was like, see? Let her, just let her do that. Like right. I don't need like at the end it's like like she sees her her, her children and like I'm not a monster it's like baby you kind of are and that's fine like right. but also and, and and I think it's just I know that like Billy and Tommy will be okay because I know who mm-hmm. Billy grows into right right and it's just which I know everyone is like yay young Avengers and I want Young Avengers more than I want air but I mm-hmm. do not think Marvel is going to do it oh. because the two main characters are gay
1: yeah yeah and we know
0: they don't like gay they don't like gay (laughs) No gay.
1: not unless it's pride month i mean last thing i wanted to say about that is just like i don't know the 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 whole thing of like oh i'm not a monster it's like that is a tragedy that is a tragedy story and tragedies are important Mm -hmm. stories to tell like you need to be able to see like okay these these choices that this character made like they really they define the character and and they ended up having a terrible outcome, and that's okay. Like, that right. story is still worth telling. So, But anyways, I'm going to go back and grab that thread of kung fu that you left Yes, a couple minutes ago to transition into the next thing that's coming up that I know I don't have anything positive to say about. Like, I just kind of grabbed at this because I wanted to dunk on it a little bit. Coming out next Friday on July 15th is Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. All I know is that it's animals doing martial arts, and I'm... Like, I know people really liked Kung Fu Panda, and I was just, like, I didn't care for that movie. Like, I know the movie was all about, like, be yourself and whatever, and, like, that's a great message. But also, like, I'm tired of, like, animals doing Kung Fu when it's just, like, you could have also had, like, real live people doing this story. And, like, I get that animation is, like, its own medium. But, like, you could also have animated, like, Asian people doing that and not, like made them like why does it have to be animals is always like my question
0: right like (laughs) i'm trying to think of the last time i've seen like a major studio do like a martial arts movie that featured animated asian people that wasn't like animals and i cannot think of one off the top of my head
1: yeah me neither like other than yeah i mean movie wise i don't think that's been the case for a very long time, because like I was gonna say, we had Avatar, and like Avatar has its flaws, right? Um, but that was TV, but um, right. so yeah, that's. That's really all the air you're going to get from us on Positive of Fury. <laughs> so much on, on on Marvel and nothing on this. And then I, the, the last movie that I wanted to bring up was from Jordan Peele coming out on July 22nd. His next movie, Nope, featuring Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. I know I don't do horror movies. I don't remember if you do horror movies. But this looks kind of terrifying. A little sci-fi because I think they're aliens
0: i have actually not seen the trailer for that like i've seen it bits and pieces but i need to because i do like science
1: fiction i do like horror when it's Uh sci-fi or like folk horror but like slashers mm -mm. i don't think this is a slasher i think it is like alien horror movie okay i might like it i'll watch it with like a delight
0: song like halfway hidden behind my twinkie boyfriend (laughs) Not like Jake's gonna be able
1: to High-tech reap an alien bust down my door But like I can pretend Right right you know I mean That that movie looks very interesting And I mean I think I know I watched Get Out I was just like all I will do this Because I know it's gonna be a good movie and it was amazing I didn't watch Us because that seemed More like of a slasher movie So I was just like "Mm, I don't think I can handle that Yeah the concept Um, is really cool though yes the concept is amazing like i read up on the story yeah. and like read analyses of the movie and i'm like oh this is actually like a really really good concept but can i s- actually sit and watch the movie no, <laughs> no. Scared. it's scary it's uh, scary and i'm baby I, I don't do horror movies um, oh
0: i have a movie i wanted to bring up. yeah go for it so last night I sat and watched The Princess. Have you seen the trailer for that? I have not seen the trailer for it. So do you know those movies, uh, The Kissing Booth? I don't think so. Well, it stars the actress, that white girl, uh, brown curly hair. fairly good actress. Okay. Um, story <laughs> white
1: girl with brown curly hair does not narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the story is like fantasy world, like medieval fantasy. Okay. Um, princess stuck in a tower and fights her way down. Okay. Like, the princess saves herself in this one. Oh, okay. So, outwardly, sounds good. Like, gonna get married off to this comically masculine villain. Like, he's supposed to be, like, a comically stereotype.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And literally, it's just her killing man throughout the entire movie. <laughs> Now, outwardly, it's like, yeah, this is good. Like, crappy CGI, fun right. fight scenes. Like, it's not trying to be anything other than entertaining. And then, like, you meet her, like, best friend, who taught her how to be a true warrior, who, who said Uh-oh. that she had the heart of a true you-know-where-this-is-going, right? Uh-oh. Well, her <laughs> best friend's name is Lynn.
1: And she's Asian.
0: Yeah. Sure. Who was taught by her uncle, who war in this land. Now, there are other Asian people in like the background wearing Mm. like standard european style like medieval clothes okay but yet these two are in like specifically east asian garb
1: Mm. and
0: like i was trying to like pinpoint where exactly the outfits are from yeah because like i don't think they're matching up with like the fighting style that they're doing like it's I think it's supposed to be china my go-to is like I know the actress is Vietnamese, I believe. Yes, yep. But I'm assuming, because normally when, and this is coming from someone who writes a lot about medieval fantasy, mm-hmm. is whenever an author tries to like bring in Asia, yep, they will go to China. It's either China or J- Japan, or sometimes oh, they'll do like, they'll use like buzzwords like mm-hmm. Jade Empire or the land of right. jade that has ninjas i'm like okay we are going to different cultures very
1: different yes and
0: we need to pick one yep but that's kind of where it was leaning and when i saw that i was like this is gross but like i googled it's like no one is talking about i was like am i like am i overreacting but this just seems very mystical kung fu master saves or not doesn't save the day but Hmm. teaches the white girl how to save the day
1: right yeah no i think you're on you're on base there it is very that's weird and i i feel like i haven't i haven't seen buzz on that either in Mm. my circles on twitter and i feel like i'm a little bit more plugged into asian american twitter than i am into gay twitter and so i haven't i haven't seen that any buzz on that so maybe i will stir the pot and make a delicious soup (laughs) (laughs) like
0: like i mean the thing is is that like Lynn isn't, like... Has, like, one line and then disappears. Like, she's right. fighting beside the princess who's not named, I think. For, mm-hmm. Which I think that's on purpose. But okay. throughout the entire movie... And she has some really badass fight scenes. Like, Lynn has this bow that she uses and then she, like, mm-hmm. takes it apart and it has oh. swords and then, like, re- reattaches it. Oh, that's it's... Cool. Th- the fight scenes are cool. I yeah. like, like, I will admit it. But, like...
1: Yeah.
0: Watching it, I was like, would I like this if they had like the mystical black person teaching her how
1: to do this Mm because i don't think i would i think i'd be like this is weird and gross right so the interesting thing is this is actually directed by i think a vietnamese person
0: that's what i also was thinking
1: so like maybe i am just like overthinking it i don't think you're overthinking it like i do think it's a little weird because i mean it's not like Asian folks are free of, like, doing weird shit like this, because, like, people do. But, I mean, he could have been, like, the princess should be Asian, and that would, I feel like, solve the issue. Yeah. Or, like, it could basically just be, like, the princess should be non-white, and then I feel like it would probably be better.
0: Right. Like, I appreciate that the, like, fantasy world around them like, was very very diverse. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had, like, your standard, like box-top feminism message of, like, only a male can rule, not except for this girl who kicks ass and has a sword. And it's like, okay, alrighty, we understand. Yeah, yeah. And, like, but also there's, like, some weird like plot holes and it's like, I don't fully know if yeah. this is w- weird. Yeah. Like, because it's not, like... There are a million other ways to do that kind of trope without falling Absolutely. into, like, the mystical other mystical co- Asian, coming yeah. in. Like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to do European fantasy, could have had be a Beer Shield Maiden. Yeah. It would It would not... Because, like, I understand what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I get... But it was, it was, like, the... It's like the Mr. Miyagi effect. It was, like, openly, like, a little racist. And you're just thinking right. about, like... Because it's framed as she's from a different culture, but it's never explicitly stated. Right. And I was like, so how did you get here? Why are you allowed to train with the sword and she's not? Right. What is your position in this
1: court? Like, there are a million things that I need that I need to know to buy this. Right. I feel like that's the... that feels very similar to like what Bridgerton is doing with like the whole like colorblind casting, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But also like I feel like I mean, I haven't watched Bridgerton at all, so like this is sort of just like going from what I've heard and what I've seen. But like to your point of like this character is like dressed as other but then there are like Asian people in the background who are not, then it's just like what's what's the story there? Like I like I under like especially with tv it's like tv is the top medium for show don't tell right so like you but like i feel like this is an example of like okay we're gonna need we need, need you to tell us what's going on <laughs> you need to tell us about the world building that's supposed to be going on here
0: well yeah because there's a line where like one of the like white courtiers is like she was engaged to a maharaja but now it's like okay, but there's literally like two other Indian women like down the road from you. <laughs>
1: right. I'm right. very
0: confused as to what is happening, and like there's brief like mentions of like racism here and there. Mm-hmm. I just
1: lots of questions, lots
0: of questions, lots of
1: concerns, lots of thoughts. Yeah. So that's and, the princess on yeah. Hulu, and that actually came out at the beginning of the month, on July first. Yep. Yeah, so. Was actually,
0: I mean, if you're looking for something that's just want to watch a woman
1: kill a bunch of, like, men. (laughs) It works. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's the one for you guys. Okay, so that's movies, and then I have three upcoming video games and of course you're you're free to to add on more if you want i haven't that i haven't don't have here because i only have three obviously so the first one that i'm looking forward to is live alive which is coming out june 22nd or just wow june july 22nd and this is from square enix I think i think the original was a japan only release and this is a, a 2d hd style so if you guys have seen me stream triangle strategy and and seen how gorgeous that game is or if you've played Octopus, path traveler it is going to be the same sort of style but the thing i'm most excited about is that i think each of the stories like plays differently and is set in a different period of time so i'm very excited for all of that variety bear and breakfast is the next title that's coming out on july 28th and from what i remember from the nintendo direct it's just like really super cute like you're a bear and you run a bed and breakfast and it's just very adorable
0: (laughs) i'm looking up these things as you're talking this looks really cute
1: Right? It's super cute.
0: I would love to run a bread and breakfast as a
1: bear. As a tiny little bear. It's just is a super cute. Baby. Yeah, from what I remember the game looks really cute. So that's bear and breakfast out July twenty eighth and then only highlighted because I love Digimon so much. Digimon Survive is coming out on July 29th I swear, one day I will have an episode. We will, we will get into the the series on Digimon and all of my thoughts on it because I have way too much to talk about. So I'm not going to let myself talk about Digimon on this episode at all. Any any video games that are are coming up that you have your eyes on, Josh, other than Dreadwolf? Because I and I don't remember when Dreadwolf is supposed to drop. That's not list. It's not listed yet. They said sometime next year. Okay. No, most of the games
0: I'm like highly looking forward to are all twenty twenty three. Oh, except for uh, God of War, Dad of Boy, Dad of Boy got a release date for November. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited
1: because they're doing Norse mythology decently. Right. I I feel like the first Dad of Boy was like the first like not mainstream per se, but like the first. It feels like mass push for like games to get into norse mythology because i feel like we've i mean obviously like greek mythology is like a staple constantly right we have exhausted the greeks like (laughs) let 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 the gods rest for a minute please yeah because i feel like this was this is like the first not major foray but like a popular foray into like norse mythology and that's I don't know, it seems pretty cool.
0: Yeah, fantasy has always had, like, undercurrents of, like, Norse myths here and there, but it's never been, Mm -hmm. like, majorly pushed until God of War, Mm -hmm. which are, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is... Right. But also, what comes with that is Nazis. Yes. And, like, like, because game companies have to, like, fend off... -hmm. Like whites, perhaps would be like, well, but my ancestors did not have gay sex and were not black, and it's like, okay, (laughs) listen, listen, um, baby, your family tree goes up and down, so I don't know what you want me to tell you.
1: (laughs) Like, your family tree goes up and down is quite possibly the best argument I've heard. Like, I'm not gonna gonna talk
0: to someone whose lineage is a pole. Thank you. (laughs) Have a nice day.
1: (laughs) There are no branches. But Sorry, ornamentus. I also, like, just put together what you meant by Family Tree goes <laughs> up and down. I'm just like, oh, okay, so we're, we're talking Habsburgs. Okay, got <laughs> it. There are no branches on that thing. We prune that. We're just like, we want to keep the bloodline pure, so we're going to just... as that's, that's a pole. I do not
0: understand royalists, because, like, I don't know why Jenga was so hard for a bunch of breads like...
1: We don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. What's his face? like that one dude from the uk who passed away or england who passed away last year and he looked like he was on he he already looked like a zombie right like in that was a, that was a corpse mama like i don't right and like, people
0: were like god rest i don't know what's his name chucky e. cheese god rest chucky e. cheese
1: and <laughs> i'm over here like that's bones are you okay? yeah like are y'all okay over there i don't think so no. um <laughs> The U.K. doesn't seem to be doing well. So, uh, well, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll watch into the main content of this episode. <laughs> and we are back from the break. So, I know Fire Island, the movie, came out last month, but we've given you enough time to watch it. So it's time to talk about it now, a month later. So the main the main topic of this. Episode is going to be Fire Island, the movie directed by Andrew Ahn and written by Joel Kim Booster. And just in case you haven't seen it, it is a movie about this group of gay friends that goes to Fire Island, and it's a Pride and Prejudice adaptation where the main character ends up falling in love with this other character who, like, kind of they write each other off the entire movie, and then they sort of like get closer uh, through adverse events, and then they they it seems like you know there's a the the happy ending from that follows the Pride and Prejudice formula. So that's what it is. But I know, like, I personally had some some issues going into this just because of, like, the location, the titular location of Fire Island and everything. But before we get into that, Josh, what were your impressions of the movie? What'd you think?
0: I thought it was a fun movie for what it was trying yes. to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I did not go in, like, like I saw, like, some uh, uh, previews were like, this did not deliver i was like it wasn't trying to be moonlight right it was trying to be a fun pride movie and Mm -hmm. that is what it was did i absolutely love it no did i hate it absolutely not
1: did i think it was a good time
0: and enjoyed watching it yes
1: yeah yeah i would say the same thing it's like is this was not supposed to be like a big statement piece like something to really get you thinking or like yeah, it it was supposed to be fun, because, like, a lot of the, the queer movies that we have are not really about having fun. They're just, like, you are, like, dealing with the heaviness of, like, being queer in a society that is heavily queerphobic. So I feel like overall the movie did a pretty good job at being like, hey, we're, like, in this very queer-heavy space. We're failing the Bechdel test very proudly. <laughs> <laughs> um I will and... never be over that. No matter <laughs> where I am in my life, I'll
0: just think I'm failing the Bechtel test.
1: I just fucking fail like I'm failing the Bechtel a lot. So much. It's the only test I'll ever proudly fail. Yeah, so I like, yeah, overall it was fun, but I know, like, so, like, this is this ties into like the next part of this very well, but like the main issue that I had with it is just like Fire Island itself is like a very specific location to set this in. And I mean, like it is a very heavily queer, on uh, like queer, and like specifically the Pines is a heavily gay enclave on Fire Island, which is great and all, but also like the racial dynamics of Fire Island itself, like. The stereotype, which I think is very heavily emphasized in the movie, is that, like, the people that go to the Pines are, like, tend to be not necessarily wealthier, but, like, they tend to be heavily, like, very white. Like, if you think about, like, all the rich white dudes that you saw in the movie, and even Dex, like, those are the types of guys who go to Fire Island. And so I was just like, okay, so are we going to get, like, any amount of, like... You know, Joel Kim Booster and Bo Yang are both Asian guys. Like, are we gonna get any of that storytelling in there, or is it just gonna be like, oh, we were gay and on Fire Island, and we also like happened to be Asian, and it like, thankfully was like, a healthy mix of both, but also like, it was also very certainly just like, you know, the, uh, I know one criticism that I saw of the movie was just like, oh, there wasn't enough like, there's a yeah, there's a criticism of the movie that's basically just like, I like only i only i've got like my token black person there and then like light-skinned latinos there so that way like this isn't racist and i'm like on one hand it's just like give this movie a break like it's not it doesn't have to do everything we should have more media so that way we can continue to tell these stories because like this is at an absolute first for like queer Asian media. Like, you don't see gay Asian men leading like this, and, like, especially, like, characters that aren't flamboyant. Like, you don't have them leading like this. So, like, on one hand, like, give the movie a break. It doesn't need to do everything. But then also, on the other hand, it's just, like, yeah, you are kind of leaning into, like, yeah, this is, like, a very white space, and so, like, the, the characters on screen skew very light. Right,
0: But also, I think any time there is... Queer movie that mm-hmm. focuses on queer people of color or black queer people. Yep. What happens is that that movie is expected to tackle every single thing. Exactly. And that same energy is never given to like eating out. No one said, no one kind of, kind of, kind of I'm like, <laughs> those little
1: movies. Not eating
0: out. Listen, I, I remember high school me. Flipping through a logo. Those little movies came on. Oh, man. But they had them on Netflix. Like, I understood. I like that one about Mormons. Latter days. I remember that one. But yeah, they're not expected to do that, which is not
1: fair. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I think I was very aware of that because, like, as an Asian person, like, there's always the whole, like, thing of proximity to whiteness. And so, like... I was just like well yeah there are definitely ways that like this could have been improved but i like i think i'm holding those two concepts like hand in hand like i think yes there are things that the movie could have done better i think that uh, and also like given the formula or, like the formula that the movie was trying to follow in terms of like being a pride and prejudice adaptation there are only so many roles that you can fill and like there, this is like a specific story that's being tried that is being told and like the fact that Conrad Ricamora was casted as the Mister Darcy like was also equally important. Like, there's there's already a lot of good stuff going on, and, and like honestly, to your point, it's just like this doesn't have to do everything. We just need more movies about queer people of color. That's it.
0: Right, and like, trying to think of like what I'm trying to like say, and then I forgot. Oh, okay. So, we also have to talk about like. How, like, a fair amount of people, because it did have a message, but, like, Mm -hmm. a fair amount of people took the wrong message away from this movie?
1: Okay, you're gonna have to go into this. Right, okay.
0: So, like, a lot of them were, like, not actively, I think, I'm trying to remember the exact, like, couple of tweets that I saw that, like, didn't get the whole, like, found family aspect of this movie. Mm, Okay. And we're like, yeah, everyone can have sex on Fire Island. I was like, that is not the plot of this movie. Yeah, that's that's very much. I mean, well, yes, like people were having sex because obviously it's you know. a campy gay movie. They're gonna show about sex, and they should. Yeah, I think. But that's not that's not the point yeah. of the movie.
1: Yeah, Is that actually like. That ties in, unfortunately, well, I think. <laughs> like, so, like, so that's, like, I think overall, like, both of us liked the movie. It was, it was fun, mm-hmm. and and it was great. And, like, so now getting into the main problem with this, and, like, I know the reservation that I have, like I mentioned with proximity to whiteness, we have to get into the history of Fire Island a little bit. So Fire Island itself is on, like, the southern coast of New York State, and it consists of three towns, Babylon, Islip, and Brookhaven. The Fireland Pines, which is the main gay enclave, and then Cherry Grove, which is the lesbian enclave, are both within the town of Brookhaven. And the Pines has the most expensive real estate on the entire island. As you saw in the movie, or as we saw in the movie, Fireland Pines are—it's only accessible by water. By the Seville Ferry, which is accessible from New York City via the Long Island Railroad, which so like already if you're flying into New York City to go to Fire Island, that's like not only do you have to fly into New York City, but you also have to then make your way to the Long Island Railroad, which is like another step. So it's a long trip to get out there. Or you can take a water taxi to the Fireland Pines. But either way, it's hard to get to. And I think the most notable developer of the Pines is this guy named John B. White. Ironically enough, his last name is White. Um, John B. White is the funniest thing (laughs) I have ever heard in my life. John B. White. Girl, John Um, B. White and like not even making this up this is like this guy's actual name but like he bought the main hotel on the pines in the pines and also bought the yacht club uh the dunes yacht club in the 1960s and he was the person who started the practice of and i think this is mentioned in the movie like low tea and high tea so low tea is where you go for drinks at this one place called the blue whale from 5 to 8 and then you like there's between you know you eat dinner at some point or whatever right. but then high tea is when you have drinks at this other place from eight to ten so like that that's already you know like john b white doing some white activities and like <laughs> in, <laughs> starting this tradition and he owned 80 percent of commercial real estate in the pine so like you you just think about like all of this like investment and like st- Stuff that, like, basically this guy has his claws in developing the culture. And so, like, already the like the location of the destination and then, like, what's going, like, your activities there, like, it's already selecting out your clientele, right? It's yeah. going to be people who are wealthy enough to get there, um, wealthy enough to, like, have time off from work to get there. And then also, like, this is a, important later as well. Like acceptable to the, the person who owns the property because, so right. there's an annual event on July 4th called Invasion of the Pines, and this is where a bunch of drag queens, so the event itself is a drag queen parade in the Pines and this is to commemorate when <laughs> John B. White refused to serve a drag queen Terry Warren because he was, I don't know, you know misogyny or trans misogyny transphobia yeah. whatever like whatever bigoted opinion mr white had like this is to commem- commemorate that like and to to help people remember like hey this is where we came from and like this place isn't as like open and as like queer friendly as you think it is so like like that summarizes my issue with the pines is just like fire island is seen as this huge gay destination but then it's a lot of gate. there's a lot of gatekeeping right like
0: I have always heard that like you have to go to the pines least once in your life it is like mm-hmm. the I really hate this term and I really hate it but like I have heard it out of the mouths of so many white gay men it's yep. gross it is the gay mecca and like just regardless of how like Islamophobic that actually is right because like let's be completely transparent here they don't want gay muslims on no. the pines
1: of course and
0: not. absolutely not and the but also like someone who is like non-binary in like that story about like mr white not <laughs> serving <laughs> drag feeds is like i don't think people understand that like as much as like a lot of cis men are like we are totally trans friendly. That has not been y'all's record for a very long time, especially mm-hmm. white and specifically white gay men. Yeah. Like when I came out as non binary, the amount of hatred I got, like in my DMs from people I've never even spoken to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: was outrageous. And like yep. knowing that is what that is the kind of experience that like people are worried about having at the Pines, which is rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Because if you have someone who had a very... And I'm assuming Mr. White was like a little, yeah. little gay. Like, yeah. And so like he probably had like his specific idea of what a gay man should look like. Right,
1: exactly. And
0: that kind of idea set, especially if he owned 60 or whatever percent of a property, mm-hmm. that idea set doesn't just leave overnight.
1: Exactly. That is an
0: ingrained thing into that land. That mm-hmm. we need to have a big conversation about, and like, also that's what kind of irked me. Like when I was watching the Pines, I was like, I would not want to step foot here. Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing about this appealing besides the clubs because those clubs right. look really fun.
1: Right, right, and like to be honest, if we were to train, like if you, me, and like a couple other friends were to train, plan a trip, train a flip, plan a trip to the Pines, like I would only talk to like our group. Oh, and yeah. that like I I don't want to interact with anybody else cuz it's just like I am an Asian guy so I I know like what I'm going to face on the pines and then also like I'm working on my body and, and like mm-hmm. I've got confidence in my body and I also know that I that I do I'm not as muscular as like the guys on the pines what they're looking for. So right. I, like uh, like to to your point like there's the culture of like or the the ideal is so thoroughly baked into, like, the culture of the Pines that, like, if you go there and you're not, you don't conform to that. So, like, you know, the Howie character of the movie, like, you need to make sure that you either, like, don't go or you, like, go with, like, such an insular community that you know you're gonna, like, be protected from that and you're able to, like, buffer yourself from that.
0: Right. And, like, also, this may sound a little petty okay <laughs> but the amount of like air quotes hot like so mm-hmm. like standard culture hot like right who are, like mm-hmm. i identify with howie so much why yeah why because like i you have what sixty thousand followers you get mountains and mountains of what are those people call pygmies yeah like you are not howie and i don't know how to tell you this but that's okay yeah. Like, what is it with, like, these ultra-hot, ultra-ripped white gay men who, like, are like, I identify blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. No, you don't, and that's okay. You can yeah. identify with the white, hot, ripped man. That's okay. No one is going to yell at you for it. Yeah. Like, sometimes I feel like calling them white, they, like, freak out about it. Yeah. Like, recently, what happened on Twitter... I don't know if you uh, saw it, but someone posted, like, why do white yes, trans I, people identify yes. <laughs> with, like, garbage of rats? And it was yep. very funny! Yeah. <laughs> and then yep. suddenly a bunch of white trans people were like, that's transphobic. And it's like, oh my god. You are all so scared of being called white. Like, yeah. years ago, years ago, mm-hmm. it was like a decade at this point. I posted on the Tumblr a little poem. Mm-hmm. It said roses are red. Storm clouds are gray. Being homosexual will not make your white privilege go away.
1: It's true. Still the true. amount
0: of hate I got. People were so mad. And, oh, like, I sometimes was like, what about Czechnia I was like, I don't care about Czechia. I'm talking about America. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry for them. But also, we need to reestablish your definition of whiteness. Yeah. <laughs> because once you get far enough into Eastern European, they lose. America has a very specific definition of whiteness. Mm-hmm. And, like i don't know how to tell people this like a lot of like far eastern europeans sometimes do not fall into that category of whiteness like you think they do they will in america but in europe they do not yep and that is a very specific thing to understand is that there are differences in the level of whiteness like also a lot of people will consider the romani are as white they're not really white, no. especially given what they went through, or what they still go through in Europe.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: so, like, I that got off on a tangent, but the point is, is that like a lot of white gay men, specifically white gay men, and now I guess white trans folks have this like, they I think they think their whiteness gets overridden by their mm-hmm. queerness, and yeah. that has never been true. That will right. never be
1: true. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like on one hand. I guess it's cool that they're able to relate to Howie, but also like you said, their connection to Howie is like maybe just like, Oh, I want something romantic. Like that's cool. You can just say that. You can't like I don't think it's fair for them to say like I am Howie because like I I personally related to howie much more and that it's just like the movie the line from the movie that like almost made me start crying was when howie and noah are in the bathroom and howie's just like you have to understand that like you have built up all this armor for yourself but I experience the world differently because we may look the same but there are also so many things that are different about us and I was just like, abs- this is like that." Was all I wanted from the movie because Joel Kim Booster is traditionally attractive. Mm-hmm. He is muscular. He's toned. He's ripped. He's like he's very attractive. Bone Yang is also attractive, and I think and like, you know, it maybe a little bit more boyish looks, but yeah. he's not like, he's not ripped. And like, it was cool to see like his character like go shirtless a couple times in the movie but for the most part he was fairly covered up and i like felt like very similarly and so like i just i don't know like good for y'all that you can like kind of relate to like wanting that romantic like relationship but like your top pick like your your first string like people are going to pick you first for for the team and so you can't say you're howie (laughs) I'm revoking your ability to say that you're Howie.
0: Right. It's like and what irritates me is that like sometimes I feel gaslighted about having these conversations because like mm-hmm. I, I I feel like, oh my god, am I being too incelly? But mm-hmm. it, but it's like no. What's happening is a very realistic frustration of if you do not look within like the very narrow perimeter of European attractiveness. Mm-hmm. And not even all of Europe. Again, it's this very Western European idealized attractiveness mm-hmm. that we are forced to try to conform ourselves and our bodies into. And, and you just kind of gaslight yourself into thinking, well, am I just complaining for no reason? Right. And that's the one thing I really liked about this movie in that one scene because I felt like it was how a breaking out of that like self-gaslighting that mm-hmm. happens a lot of times for people who don't look like Zane Phillips
1: mm-hmm. who is
0: yep. very hot. Like when I yes. saw that character, I was like, this is I'm objectively salivating. Yes. And then he Same. became and this character became a rapist. I was like, ooh, that yeah. just everything just clenched back up. But then I kept seeing games were like, well I mean, I can fix him. I was like, I want No you can't to commit a hate You crime will make him worse. <laughs> like also side tangent. Yeah so I have my trash T V shows that I love. Yes. Right, and I was finishing up watching *Legacies*. It's like the second *Vampire Diaries* spinoff. We don't need to talk about it. Okay. And at the end, they introduced a male love interest for their werewolf jock guy.
1: Okay.
0: Who's a demigod? I was like, why does this easy? guy look familiar? Zane Phillips.
1: Oh. Okay. I was
0: like, I was like, I recognize those chest muscles, but like, I'm trying to picture out where. Baby I baby recognize muscles, those, like, those tits. Like, like I recognize those titties, but like where? Like, and, and, he, and he played the, the role well. And I was like, yeah. oh, you were the creeper from Fire Island. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, because that's all I'm going to know you from that's from now on on." is the creeper really from Fire funny. Island. That's
1: really funny. That is very funny. Also, I love that that is now your reference point for him, because, like, I... Like, I I know, so, like, I know Joel Kim, I know Joel, or I don't know him personally, but, like, I know of Joel Kim Booster, because, like, I was listening to his podcast, and, like, I've heard his name thrown around a couple times, like, I've seen him on the sunny side, like, I know he's a comedian, same thing with Bo and Yang, like, I know he's on SNL, and, like, I've heard of his name before, and, like, I know he's on Nora from Queens, he's gonna be an upcoming movie by Billy Eichner, Bros., I've heard his name tossed around, and then, like, Matt Rogers hosts a podcast with Bowen Yang called Los Las Culturistas, mm. um, and, like, has done other stuff, but literally everybody else on the cast, other, I mean, and then, of course, Margaret Cho, like, I, I know her. Um, I love Margaret Cho. But literally all the other names, I'm just like, I don't really know who you are, and, I mean, I, I do think that Joel Kim Booster like, you know, wanted to work with his friends, and so you know why not it's like a, it's, a, it's a small indie queer movie like do it have fun uh make your project and have fun oh and then of course i'd heard of Conor, conrad conrad from how to get away with murder so like i think it's very funny that this is your your this is going to be your reference point for some films.
0: just like you have a nice chest baby like that's your
1: that's your like go to we just need to briefly continuing the the tangent, like I we just need to talk about and I mean this ties back to beauty standards always. Gays need to stop tripping over themselves for a pale bearded man. Right. Like why don't we add something else? Like something else to the mix. Like some flavor.
0: Y'all could put a beard on any white man. On a corpse. On a corpse. And I would be like i'm a necromantic
1: yeah exactly and
0: it's like like recently someone photoshopped aoc with lighter skin blue eyes and blonde hair and they're like she's hot now and i was like y'all can literally put blonde hair on anything you would fuck it it's really gross yeah like aoc sweetie i am so fucking sorry that an ugly ass bitch like that would do that to you <laughs> like it's like i understand he was supposed to be the hot love interest the, like right. the pseudo love interest like the fake out right because it's Pride and Prejudice and this did follow very nicely pretty, with, like a, yeah, yeah. with like a Jane Austen novel I think you know what I'm not gonna lose my English cred by finishing that <laughs> sentence No, you know what I will okay English like English PhD hat on time okay.
1: can we get
0: someone else now like I am so <laughs> fucking tired of like Jane Austen inspired shit listen to me she's great I will admit yep. that Yeah, mostly. But there are many other things that you could do that is not this. That's true. Where's my Wuthering Heights adaptation? Give me (laughs) Wuthering Heights. Give me Goblin Market.
1: Give Give me Jane Eyre. I want the Mad Woman in the Attic. Oh, God.
0: Okay, real quick tangent. Because did you ever see, like, the prequel movie they made of Jane Eyre? no oh my god so the guy what's what's his name rochester no i think he does is
1: it it rochester i think yeah i think so
0: goes to jamaica and that's where his first wife comes from it is very like and when they're like having sex he's but she's light-skinned like, she's, like, biracial, like, half-colonizer,
1: like me, Jeez. but, like... Sorry, I like... just had, of course, the, the biracial song oh, going on okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, fine. But, like, when they're having
0: intercourse, because this is yes. a family-friendly podcast... Right. Um, he, He's screaming, kill me! And I'm just, like, kidding me? me. I will, like, if you want me to, like... <laughs> like, I'll do it. But also, like, I... Don't believe in that time period, and here is why: <laughs> because everything from the Enlightenment up until like the Victorians,
1: yeah, like
0: that big long like a uh, uh, stretch of a couple of, uh, hundred years. Mm-hmm. That's why we think that the Middle Ages were so backwards and dark and full and filled with a uh, religious terror, is because right. the Enlightenment wanted needed a dark history to come out of. Right, right, and it's also like high-key racist. Yes, B- because we have medicine thanks to the Middle East who was right. going through, like, a pretty impressive golden age at that time.
1: Right. Meanwhile, like, all of Europe is just like, let's just bleed people.
0: Not, like, also the whole thing of, like, they didn't bathe is actually false. They did bathe. Because, like, Christianity also was like, you need to fucking bathe. Right. Like, the Middle Ages wasn't actually dirty and gross. It was... I mean, some places were nasty because, like, right. plumbing, it was not, like, a huge thing. Right. But... They no they may have, I mean not as much as like Jews or Muslims did because right. they're mandated which was I mean of course it's, that's not why they survived the plague I think it is but yeah. well, not fully but like there's a bunch of social reasons but the big pressure is that like that's why we think that the middle ages were so dark and horrible because the enlightenment was worse
1: yeah
0: <laughs> but also which leads me into my next point right yep. is that I am sick of romantic movies Following these weird Pseudo-Victorian standards of love mm-hmm. And not that I mean Fire Island does this In a sense because it's following Jane Eyre, Or not Jane Eyre oh, God. <laughs> God, Imagine if
1: it imagine. was Jane Eyre Woo! That would have been much worse um, That would have been a very Interesting movie
0: <laughs> I think if they were going to remake Fire Island and I think that they should Mm -hmm. I think we should... uh, No, give me a sequel. Give me a sequel, and I think it should follow Macbeth. And I think the three... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I think the three witches should be played by Bob the Drag Queen. All three of them. All three
1: of them. That would be very funny. All
0: three. Okay. And the whole... Okay, so here's my pitch to... Who directed this movie again? Because I just forgot. Andrew Ahn. Okay, Andrew Ahn. Here's my pitch for you, baby. Fire Island. It's a Halloween special. A Macbeth. We're we're accepting witches. We're just going to do it. Witches are played by Bob. We need a new cast. Because they've had their uh, their happy ending, and I don't want to ruin it for them. Right. But the main guy, Macbeth, goes on a killing spree. We're changing the mystery. It's now a murder mystery. Loosely based on Macbeth. Lady Macbeth is still played by Mark (laughs) Show. (laughs) <laughs> actually i changed my mind i'm changing my mind last minute okay. rewrite we're gonna go hamlet and ophelia is still played by margaret Cho. <laughs> not the queen not, not the, the queen, queen ophelia, ophelia but ophelia doesn't drown in this one i don't know what happens to her but i'm not killing off of margaret show okay hamlet is played
1: i don't know we should play hamlet nathan you well, should play hamlet who would play her um who would play her (laughs) um let's see and we're keeping this queer uh and do we want to keep it person of color yes we should. we Um, should of course since like i don't keep up with like queer people of color actors like the only person that's coming to mind that's even like remotely has like remotely any melanin is like the guy who is the lead in love victor Uh, (laughs) okay okay it's not his fault it's not his fault (laughs) This is an embarrassing day for us (laughs) but that i finished love victor
0: yeah okay i need to have a soapbox i'm getting on my soapbox i'm getting it out i'm standing on it we're all gonna be part of this journey with me yes i need queer shows especially that feature predominantly cast of color right Mm mm-hmm to not make their leads fucking insufferable halfway through. Like, Victor uh, was the worst character I have ever oh, had the version of watching. And I'm sitting here so like, sad. why the fuck are you so annoying? Oh, Like, the will he, won't he? Why are you going back with the weird abuser? Like, why? Oh. Like, I just, like, I understand the whole, like, first love, we'll, we'll be together forever. No, you right. will not. We need to normalize telling teenagers... You are not going to end up with your fucking high school sweetheart and that is okay. Right. And you probably shouldn't. Like, I see what happens to people who end up with their high school sweethearts. So sometimes it works out. It's not always. It's not guaranteed. Right. Like, also, if you end up going to college, spread your oats. Like, fuck around. Learn about yourself. Literally, because you will not be that same person that you are at 18 that you exactly. are at the end of college you are completely different or even even at the end of first semester of freshman year wait you learn new things about yourself when, when you're away from your mom and dad or your guardian exactly.
1: or whoever is raising you you don't judge and also your, away from like I the judge. people <laughs> away from your high school community too like you're you, you should are, be away from them yes like please give yourself a break that is so unfortunate that victor became (laughs) insufferable. like
0: utterly insufferable and i just want better representation for like young gays of color
1: yeah agreed i mean because
0: like Heartstopper was very cute i did not finish it it was not for me and it wasn't for me like it literally was not for me Mm -hmm. and i understood going into this i was like i'm not in the mood for something this cute and it was good but like I saw a bunch of people be like, why can't we have two black gay kids? Which is what Ah uh, love okay. vampire love kills. Okay. That's that, that show on Netflix about a vampire hunter and a vampire falling in love and they're lesbians. One is black. Oh. The vampire is not black. Okay. I was very upset. I was very uh, disappointed. I was hurt. So
1: but I the vampire go.
0: hunter was black. So like. All right. But like, and the gay kid, the mm-hmm. gay best friend was also black and i was like good this is good this is what i wanted (laughs) but they had a shoestring budget so like i'm hoping they get renewed for season two and get more money yeah but that regardless is that like i want fun campy shows Mm -hmm. that feature kids of color but because i know a ton of graphic novels that do it that are like appropriate appropriate right but like That have this sense of fun, campiness, that's just pure adventure, that feature queer people of color, that they could adopt. Because, like, I don't want to say that white gays have... Like, all white gays have too much representation, uh, because that's not true. Yeah. But they have more vastly more representation than we do. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I specifically think that we need to start making movies and shows. I think shows are needed, too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Maybe needed more than movies. That allow us to have these characters and they should be flawed. I do not need the perfect gay man or the perfect non-binary hero Mm -hmm. and a queer character of color. And I do not think that's helpful because what happens is that, and, and I already said this, I know, but like every single time, there is a movie that features gay, queer people of color. It is. This movie has to check all these boxes. Right. It has to be the best cinema. Mm-hmm. Let me have my shitty movie in peace. Like, right, not saying exactly. Fire Island is shitty, but like, <laughs> let me have like my campy, low-grade movie. I don't, I'm yeah. not trying to
1: watch. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to be watching like high cinema every time. Like, no. like equality and equity will be achieved in Hollywood once we can get a mediocre queer movie and not uh, like especially queer like person of color led movie and it gets panned and it's okay right like like it does not have to do the heavy lifting and then it'll be okay that that's when we have equality <laughs> that is when we have
0: equality that is true
1: that's true yeah it is and i mean I, th- I think this ties in very well with like the the other sort of piece that i wanted to talk about mm-hmm. with this is just like how a lot of queer identity and, like, how, like, at least a queer American identity especially is, like, viewed right now, it's, like, so heavily tied to whiteness, and, like, this movie was, like, kind of refreshing in that it had, like, yes, this is, like, a queer identity that is also, like, Asian, or, like, a queer identity that is American but is also not white. Like, It was Mm -hmm. very refreshing to have that, and not, like, in an overbearing way, like, do I wish, do I want a story that has more elements and, like, more focus on, like, how the main character feels othered in the queer community because they are a person of color? Absolutely. Is this a movie that was going to do it? No, and that's okay, and that's something, like, I have to be okay with, too, because, like, That just means we need more. But yeah, like, I think that this, it's just like this myth of like scarcity that, like, oh, this is like the only thing. And so it has to be perfect. And it's just like, no, we need, we just need more. And we also need, there needs to be more exploration of like what a queer identity can look like, queer American identity can look like, because like, there's no one way to be queer. And just like, there's no one way to be a gay man, even though like, white gay men seem to have a pretty like easy time of figuring out their identity because really like they get to see it in the media all the time Mm -hmm. but like for me or for you or for like other young gay men of color or queer people of color like it might feel very difficult to like understand and define your identity because like all that you see is just like this is a white person doing this like does that feel right for me and like I know that this movie had the concept of found family and like one thing that sometimes doesn't work with me, at least for found family is like, I love my fam, like my biological family. And like, there are some things that only they understand about me. And of course, like, I'm not going to write off found family entirely. And I think that it's important for like us to know that there are different communities that we plug into different ways. And like, overall, I think we just need more material featuring queer people of color so then we can continue to explore our identity. I think Fire Island kind of attempts to to be like, oh, this is what a queer Asian American identity can look like and we're carving out our space on Fire Island to to like be different and and not necessarily be like the stereotypical white gaze going there, but also like I don't know like should we be should should we be trying to carve out a space in a historically white area or should we just like or i guess the overall overarching you know thing that i'm the question that i'm wondering about and obviously it's a rhetorical question you don't need to answer discussion whatever um but like what does it take to define our own identity and carve out our own like space in a uh, or niche in a historically white space, and then like is existing in a white space even something that's worth pursuing because like as we as we were talking about before, fire the pines is so like entrenched in whiteness that like is it even worth it go to go there to like try and break into that system? as a queer person of color, or should we just be like, hey, you know what, we're gonna take a trip here and, like, not necessarily make this the new gay destination, but, like, we're going to do our own thing, right? Like, I, to me, I think that's more valuable to, like, make our own traditions instead of be like, oh, I'm going to a white space and I'm going to carve out my own space here because then you still have to deal with, sure, you're making your own space, but then you still have to have a buffer of some sort from the white pressure of that space right
0: aren't most gays now gravitating toward what's that one place they, they go to for pride now it's in mexico isn't it
1: oh puerto vallarta yeah, yeah. wow i butchered that pronunciation puerto vallarta yeah yeah i knew uh, what it was called but i wasn't gonna try that, <laughs> that. <laughs> i wasn't gonna try yeah yeah no that's like a, a really big destination too although i feel like it's also becoming like a like a white gay space right like every time i see that i'm just like listen i don't want to get colonizer vibes from this but uh like if i'm looking around in your photo and there's like one or two people who have any sort of melanin then uh we have a problem
0: (laughs) right like you are in a country that is mostly people with melanin i do not understand yeah how you manage to Weirdly, we know why well okay no we do know why (laughs) but it's like like i do like i'm so conflicted on this like topic because it's like on one hand i'm gonna be like yeah i'm carving into your space fire island look Mm -hmm. at me and my friends we don't look like you but that's fine but on the other hand it's like why do i want to put myself right through that kind of pain Mm mm-hmm For no reason. To, like, impress a bunch of people that will not be impressed, that I don't actively want to impress.
1: Right. I feel like that is, like, the crux of, like, trying to find and, like, really explore, like, the queer person of color identity, like, in the States. It's Mm -hmm. like, should I, like, on one hand, yeah, I could do this, or i could completely avoid the space because i know like i'm trying to impress people that i don't need to impress yeah
0: it's such a it's such a weird concept and such a hard thing to like fully grasp sometimes yeah
1: yeah well i mean i think this is just like we should go on vacation somewhere in a obviously a queer friendly space um right and just i'm thinking
0: i'm thinking the mountains of colorado Let's start our own little gay town and we can call it Pansy. We're reclaiming that. I want to reclaim the word pansy. I think it's fun. I want to be a little flower.
1: It's certainly better than the F-slur, which I will only use specifically for white gay men who do everything in their power to earn it.
0: (laughs) Sometimes they make me want to buy Chick-fil-A. (laughs) Vakala. Every time I see like then post something either transphobic or racist, which I'll oftentimes it's both. It's like, you know what? I'm to I'm go get I'm, Chick-fil-A. i am y- gonna
1: go buy some bigot chicken.
0: <laughs> because y'all make me mad. Y'all get on my <laughs> last nerve.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: Just kidding. I don't eat at Chick-fil-A. I don't support the bigot chicken.
1: You know what the title, the title of this episode is, Big Monkey Made Me Buy Bigot Chicken. <laughs> big monkey made me buy chick-fil-a but it's not all monkeys it's just macaques it's a big macaque oh, that's true hashtag not all monkeys <laughs> no, <I'm> not <laughs> put that because that's gonna get you some real heat that you do not want that's true that's true uh well um i think that covers it for for the main main topic we're gonna take one more quick break and then we'll be back with the final segment of the show Alright, and we are back from the break, so I don't no, I don't remember, Josh, if the last time you were on I had this segment, but I, I've added in a la- final segment called What's Your Nonsense, which is where we talk about things that we are into that it seems like n- other people aren't into, or just stuff that you want to, like, gush about, so with that prompt, What's Your Nonsense? Or, if you want, I can go first, because I also have something. You might want to go first, because I have a rant okay all right my nonsense which i've already talked i've already like convinced you i think is if you haven't played octopath traveler play octopath traveler the art is gorgeous the music is gorgeous i will i like i can and will convince people to play octopath traveler based on the music alone the music is amazing the title music is like probably like i could sit i could literally just sit on the title screen and listen to the whole thing like on repeat, the character themes are amazing. The boss battle music is great. The only thing is like it's a little grindy because it is kind of like a traditional JRPG, but it's really worth it. Highly recommend. Good art, good music. Uh, like I said, if you've been like tuning into me streaming and you've liked watching Triangle Strategy and you've liked like that style of the art and everything, same thing for Octopath. Highly recommend. So that's my that's my nonsense. Over to you, friend. <laughs> oh. Thought I was gonna okay
0: so oh hi baby Mer. my cat just showed up
1: he's very happy
0: welcome to the pod welcome to to the pod baby mirror and little Artie is asleep on the chip but that's not my nonsense my okay. nonsense is that I have recently been reading a lot of like gay romance novels like the kind that you get like at like the grocery store okay. I bet your mom would get the like little Harlequins mm-hmm. but like, these, these are from Amazon and they're you know they exist and like no tea no shade some some of them are like amazing and some of them are like really really bad Uh uh-huh but bad enough to where like i'm devouring them okay because i love shitty romance novels like i recognize that they're not well written that's fine right yeah but i would like white women to not write gay stories where like the main love interest is like a cop yeah there's too many of those like there's weirdly too many of those and I was like... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's very bizarre that that's where they're going with it. we could
1: have left of that. We could have less of yeah, that.
0: Yeah, like, like those aren't the good ones. Like, those are just kind of like...
1: Egh.
0: But there was a romance. This one was not gay, but I forgot what it's called. Like, Cat Star or something. But, like, it's mm-hmm. about, like, sci-fi and far future humans mm-hmm. and other races. There's this hot race of, like, cat shifters... They're, like, hot men who can also shift into cats, because, like, we're cats, I guess. But they Uh also have wings sometimes. We're just adding tropes. And their um, ejaculation is hallucinogenic. And they call it their snard. And I was in Barnes and Noble a couple years ago, but, uh, but I was working, flipping through it, and I got to the point where she's high off his, of his snard, and me and my coworker could not work that day because <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Because I was on the floor in tears. <laughs> I got at least five customers to buy that book because they were like, why that... is that so fucking funny? And I was like, no, read this passage. And they bought it we were like, I need to, to read
1: this entire series. That is very funny. Big Monkey made me put Snark on my <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> if...
0: If you learned anything from this podcast today, I think it should be that Monkey Pox was engineered by Big Monkey, which is secretly run by macaques.
1: In business, in, in suits. Smoking a cigar. Correct. They orchestrate everything that we do.
0: They are in a turf war with the orangutans. I'm Team Orangutan.
1: <laughs> the orangutans are not doing well. Oh, are they dying again? Again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think they're do I don't know if they were Ever doing well I mean I think they were doing well pre-humans I'm pretty sure they're still endangered. They, well, <laughs> extinction status Not extinct, thank you That's very good, helpful, do you know what kind helpful. of
0: Monkey I wish we talked more about Which monkey? The yetter Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> the yeti! I think he's a monkey I think that he's a giant ape that we haven't Discovered and I, I, I prefer him as the yetter Because I think "yetter" is the singular form of yeti.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, hold on. I've never heard of this type of monkey. I'm using
0: the Norse spelling. Why? I'm just dropping that "er" and just putting the
1: "r" at the end of the "t." Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Now I'm with you. (laughs) Now. Now I'm with you. (laughs) Yeti is plural. The correct form is yetter. Alright, We yes. We, Big Monkey has been hiding the yetter from us. Another, another strike against Big Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to the very end. Josh, is there anything that you would like to plug anywhere that you would like people to find you? No, don't find me. <laughs> Dude, simply do not.
0: I mean, me. oh yeah, I have a
1: Twitch, <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> i go
0: through periods of using it for like two weeks and then be like
1: i am i get too busy but like follow me on you twitch
0: know. nightly bun might paste yeah. some more stuff maybe yeah i time. know
1: they've been they've been playing final fantasy uh what's the other thing that you played little witch in the woods right yeah we'll not be playing that again <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> it, it, it it's
0: great i just don't like reading out everything
1: okay yeah, so you can follow them on Twitch. You can also follow me on Twitch, at Kato Not Kato, that and on all other socials. Oh, sorry. Did you have anything else that you wanted to plug before I just, like, swoop in here and take off take the take
0: no. Oh, you can follow me on the tweeters. You want to give
1: your, oh. <laughs> give your handle? <laughs> it's at
0: Steam, and then there's an underscore,
1: hunk. Yeah, i always love seeing josh on my timeline they are such a fun time and i also really love just like anytime you do any of those like i don't want to call it like chain because it's not exactly that but it is kind of that but it's just like the the retweet like memes that you retweet or whatever where you get to engage i do like those um oh, thanks. yeah so that's josh you can find me on so all socials at Kato Not Kato, that's K-A-H-T-O-N-O-T-K-A-Y-T-O. And if you like what you heard on this episode of the pod, please feel free to go to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash nonsenseandnoisepod. There are three different levels of uh, support. The... First tier gets you a shout out on the pod, second gets you early access to the pod, so once I'm done editing and transcribing, then this episode goes up a day early for those those folks. And then tier three, you get to suggest topic ideas, so in the past we've had boys love and, which actually that was, uh, Josh was on for a boys love episode. And then we also also had Avatar as a suggestion, and I'm sure more, more suggestions to come. But that is pretty much it. Josh, once again, thank you so much for hanging out. It's always super fun talking to you.
0: Yeah. Thank you for inviting me.
1: (laughs) All right. Until next time, everybody. See you later. Bye.
0: Bye.